Welcome to Talking Giants presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. Giants signed Adoria Jackson. We got uh, we got to get to that. And we got to catch up on some Giants stories. We forgot to do it on Friday, and then we forgot to do it on the on the weekend episode. First ever and, and first ever weekend episode in Talking Giants history, and it broke our download records by a good amount. Thank you, Kenny Galladay. Um, Justin, how are you? You can thank Kenny Galladay all you want. I'm thanking uh, everybody who is against the world with us, Talking Giants versus the world. I'm thanking everybody who's against the world with us because for a, a weekend episode to break our download record and. We've had a pretty crazy week on the YouTubes, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, granted, I'm feeling the after effects right now of that crazy week that was last week, but with the Giants, the gifts keep on giving. Um, you know, you, you we're, we're adding up the numbers, Bobby, of, oh, the Giants spent how much this offseason so far? Mostly in three players, right? Leonard Williams with the contract extension, going out and getting Kenny Galladay with 70-some million dollars, and now getting a Dory Jackson, who a little bit of a little bit of expensive. I could care less about the cap price. I can care, best, care, less, uh, care less about all that. Giants are improving, and the gifts keep on giving, which is so, so fun, and it's so, so awesome. Yeah, man, it's a lot of fun, and... The last two days were huge needs. You know, these are awesome players in Adore Jackson and Kenny Galladay. They were both huge needs. But, Justin, we're going to break it all down. First, we have to thank a lot of people. By the way, we hit 200 patrons, so thank you, all of 200 of you in general. But a special thanks to these people. We got Jerry Powers. Jerry with a G. It always makes me think of Jerry Callahan when I see Jerry with a G. Or maybe Austin Powers' brother. Hmm. George P. Forrest. Does he pee in the forest? Or does he, you know... If George pees in the forest and no one around... That's not how the riddle goes. Does does it make a sound? No. Does it does it stink? Blue Blood oh. 81. I, I, I love when people would just bring their Twitter name to Patreon. And I, I deal. I love it. Dave Hernandez. I need to comment. I need to comment on Blue Blood 81. He has the profile picture of Phil Sims in the sunglasses. It's one of my favorite pictures ever. I know. We if if we were if Talking Giants was around then, we would have made so much like Phil Sims merch off of that. Oh yeah, Dave Hernandez, who's been a longtime supporter, uh, I know him from his Dwayne Wade profile picture. Joseph Clark, Joe Clark, he's been on one of our Q and As. He's been a very longtime supporter. So Joe, Andrew Florentino makes me think of um, Jim Florentino, the old crank caller guy, or or just Italian. Peter Wein, uh Peter Weinberger, who's he's actually down here in Florida. Peter Weinberger, mm. Berger. he was a Jew. Kelly Fisher, Kelly Fisher's been a supporter of you longer than uh, than me, Justin. Yeah, me and David Powis back at Bleeding Blue. Kelly's wonderful. Like the positive affirmation that Kelly gives us is wonderful. So happy she's a patron. Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds has some really funny replies to a lot of tweets. I love him. Mm-hmm. Andre Rivas, what's going on, Andre? He subscribed at eleven eleven. Wow. That doesn't mean anything. People that believe that, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. It doesn't mean anything, but cool. It's the number to remember. Good energy. The football grump. Our guy who hosts the Just wow. Giants fan podcast. The, it's actually the Giants podcast I listen to the most besides ours. So go check it out. Thank you, grump. Leon Wylan. 
That's an awesome last name where it's like instead of Wyland, it's Wheeland, it's it's Wyland. I'm Wyland. My running back in college was name was Leon. Callum Morton. He's from Europe. He's from UK. Stefan Mice. He's from overseas of Mice and Men. Hopefully, uh, Angel Duran. Angel Duran. And then Chris Touche. Tuck. Touche. Touche. We got a lot of people on here. That was great. Who are all these maniacs? All these maniacs, Bobby, went to patreon.com slash talking giants and 200 people, 200 people strong. And we're, we're, we're chucking along. They are part of the Patreon community. And for $2 a month, you get to watch shows as we are live streaming them right now. We almost got like 25, 30 people in here, which is absolutely awesome. Absolutely cool. And twice a month, uh, some shirt raffles. And Bobby gives you some free magnets. Patreon.com slash talking giants. Justin, the Giants signed Adoria Jackson, cornerback, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, on a three-year, $39 million deal. We could talk about the contract in a bit. 5'11", 185 pounds, 25 years old. Justin, he's had some injury issues the past couple of years. You know, he ha- he ha- that that's really the only downfall when it comes to Adoria Jackson. He's had injury issues. He's missed 18 games over the past two seasons. 2020, he had a uh, knee sprain before week one and, you know, missed 11 games um, on the on the IR. And then in 2019, he had a foot strain and missed five games. But he is a cornerback one, and he's getting paid like one. He's a cornerback one who's going to be asked to play cornerback two. So, Justin, talk about upgrades. We went from cornerback two being a weakness for the New York Giants to now we have a cornerback one uh, uh, caliber player playing that spot and perfectly complementing what the Giants do and what James Bradbury does. We're going to get into how it works for the whole team and how he is as a player, but, man, Patrick Graham has to be through the roof for what this allows him to do on defense. Bobby, I don't really know if cornerback two was necessarily a weakness. We viewed the position as a weakness. The player is a weakness, but Patrick Graham compensated for it. Correct, and my whole point is going to be, if you just look at the player-wise, we went from guys that were just on the streets. You know, we're not talking about... Oh, DeAndre Baker is cornerback two, and we invested a lot in him, but he's just not a good player. We're not talking about, oh, we were really just stuck with Corey Ballantine and Corey Ballantine because he was the sixth round pick and there was just nobody else to go. Bobby, there was like an there was a few alternating bodies coming in and out of CB2 with Ryan Lewis, Isaac Yadam, uh two most notably. Um, and Yadam kind of settled down towards the latter part of the year. So the fact that we have a cornerback one caliber player in this spot. I mean, Patrick Graham has to just be grinning in his office right now, thinking about the potential of what he can do with the defense. We're going to break that down maybe in a little bit, but this does drastically, I think this drastically changes our defense more than if we signed a premier edge rusher. I really do. It depends what your definition of premier is. If we're talking if we're talking like Yannick Ngakwe, yes. If we're talking like Von Miller in his prime, no. But I, I don't think that's what you meant either. So, well, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking uh, Shaq Barrett was like if we I somehow agree. landed Shaq Barrett because what because what happens there, Bobby, is okay. The Giants have Shaq Barrett. Who else do they really have coming off the edge? Or besides, you know, Leonard Williams is is the interior defensive line. Who else do they really have? Then that's a guy. That's another guy that you can just double team. And while well, I'm not 
saying I would not want a premier edge rusher, but the fact that we have two very, very good corners, one one really hit proved himself in 2020, then the other one you hope he, he can also prove himself this year, I think that drastically changes the potential of this defense, and it makes the strength even more of a strength. And, that, and that's secondary. something I'm a big believer in. Make your strength the strength. Don't be afraid to strengthen a spot on your team that's already strong. Like don't 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 be afraid to get really good at one spot. You know, like I've 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 seen teams do that, and it, it seems to work. Where it's like, hey, yeah, do you maybe have this weakness at this spot? But it's like, you know what? Double down on this spot. Double down on get this spot really good. You know, have an elite uh, position group. And right now, you know, we'd have to go through through the league, but we are top of the league when it comes to our DB group. Whether it's you know hoping Johnny Holmes can was already pretty good in the slot, make another you know a, another uh, you know step forward. The safeties, McKinney, we're going to see what he proves himself in year two. And then Ryan and Peppers are already those dudes. And then, like, and think about depth-wise. Now we have Love as, like, how do we get Julian Love on the field? And that's a guy that we like. Like, Julian Love's a guy that we like. And we're like, how in the hell do they get him on the field? So, there's a lot of things you can do. And But let's let's talk about who he is as a player, Justin. Uh, I know you got some numbers. I, I watched the film, did a film breakdown on him. He's a versatile player. Who can do it all? He can do anything he's asked in any type of scheme. Four three nine speed, four three nine speed, and it shows up on tape. A lot of guys can run fast in a straight line. It shows up in tape. And if you watch the the film breakdown I did, he was matched up against Tyreek Hill versus the Chiefs. There was a play, Justin, where he stumbled off the break when Tyreek Hill got off his release got Adore Jackson the stumble, and Tyreek Hill on a crossing route, which is meant to get separation. It's like the best route to get separation on. And that's how Tyree Kill makes his money, by the way. Those crossing routes, that's how he makes his bread and butter. Exactly. Adoria Jackson was able to recover and be step for step with, with Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill really got him speed-wise once in that entire game. And even that route, Justin, was like a route we'll see like Darius Slayton do. Like got a good release, was able to stack the corner, get in front of the corner, and get that separation. So even in that, it wasn't like a, a typical Tyree Kill burn burn you type player and then i was like okay i want to see the contrast so i went and watched the playoff game versus the patriots brady's last game as a patriot like we got a qb who's getting the ball out quick um decisive obviously you know that wasn't his best game but part of that was was the dory jackson they were going at him on third down he was making great stops against those guys on curl routes those shorter routes so you could play him in zone he has a good feel for that zone coverage of switching responsibilities and also like having good instincts in it and again not just you know not covering grass, covering a man. He does all that well. Like I said, he is a cornerback one. Okay, if like two years ago, Adora Jackson's on our team. He's our our no doubt cornerback one. No, without a doubt. And the whole conversation of making your strength the strength, where that ultimately shows up in, is in the explosive play data. Right, Tyree Kill is an explosive player, and what Adore Jackson did is he limited Tyreek Hill's. Um, explosive play potential it's explosivity is that a word i think it is he limited that and (laughs) that is where the giants are going to continue to improve let's just review giants defense explosive play rankings from 2020 they were the sixth best pass defense in the national football league at preventing pass plays of 15 plus yards that's a big deal 
Because, Bobby, in 2019, the Giants' pass defense, they were the 29th best, so they were the third worst. They were the third worst in the National Football League. Um, James Betcher and that defense, I feel like they were giving up a 15-plus yard pass play every three plays, and that's, you know, how drives would get, just get derailed. And, you know, again, I talked last episode about flipping the game script. Kenny Galladay, his explosive play potential, it flips the game script. It takes you from the 20-yard line to midfield. It takes you from the midfield to the red zone, and that's exactly what you can do and like what you want on offense and you want the opposite effect on defensive guys that can prevent that. Um, so you pulled this up from Ben Lindsay, um, PFF Ben, Ben Lindsay, go give him a follow at PFF underscore Lindsay, a Dory Jackson on passes 20 plus yards downfield since 2017, 51 targets, 14 receptions allowed, 18 forced incompletions, second most in the NFL. And Bobby, there's even a season where if you look at a Dory Jackson and his advanced game log on Pro Football Reference, his 2018 season, the last season where he played 16 games, he was targeted 115 times. Now, last offseason, Bobby, in terms of my philosophy of how I think about the game of football, I would have been a little afraid at, ooh, you know, looking at James Bradbury, looking at a Dory Jackson. These guys get targeted a lot. Does that mean that they're that they're leaving their receivers open? Why do quarterbacks want to feel the need to target them? But what guys like Bradbury? What guys like Logan Ryan? What guys like Jabril Peppers? What literally almost every single guy in the secondary, including Adoree Jackson, what they have in common is that, yeah, they may be targeted, but they're going to make plays on the football. They may not come down with a bunch of interceptions, but they're going to force incompletions and they're going to make plays on the football so it will be a net gain on the play. And that is exactly what you want um, out of your secondary. And now we have both. You know, similar, you know, different players. Bradbury's not like that speed, recovering man coverage. Bradbury's Bradbury's just great. Like Bradbury's great at everything. Like anything you ask Bradbury to do, he's great. Um man. This allows the Giants to do somewhat so many more things. This allows Patrick Graham to do so many more things. Remember what the remember what we thought Patrick Graham was gonna be coming into this season? Yeah, I so here's what we were afraid of, Bobby. We were afraid that Patrick Graham was gonna run a single high safety system that we were going to continue to allow explosive plays left and right because when you are playing with a single high safety all the way back, you know that's only one man that's covering the deep part of the field. That's what he did in Miami. He played deep high, single high safety at one of the highest rates in the National Football League. Instead, what we got is the Giants were playing cover three at one of the highest rates in the National Football League in 2020. And Patrick Graham completely flipped the script, and that was part, you know, and that led to the Giants being a defense that did not allow the explosive pass play. So, you know, now what is Patrick Graham going to do? Yeah, we thought Who Graham knows? was going to be the blitz and run man coverage type guy, and he and he wanted to be that, you know. Like, he did want to be that. Remember Pittsburgh towards the second half of the that game? Where he's like, all right, we're gonna, you know, on third down, we're gonna we're gonna send five or whatever, and we're gonna play man coverage, and they just ab- abused us. He was just throwing back shoulder throws at Ballantyne all game. Now, granted, maybe you know uh, Isaac Adam uh, or Ryan Lewis does a better job than Ballantyne, but still, like that's how they beat us, and he, he really got away from that. Um, and it's like, okay, well, we can't just run these basic zones all game. We'll start disguising looks and stuff like that. So, I still expect him to do all of that. But, Justin, this allows Patrick Graham to be a little more ballsy at times. Where on third down, guess what? We're blitzing. We're sending guys at you, and we're pitting our guys in man coverage. We're letting Peppers spy the running back, and we're pitting our dudes in man coverage on your receivers and tight ends. We're pitting Logan Ryan on the tight end. We're pitting our corners on your receivers. Try and beat us. And guess what does what does that lead to more, Justin? 
Third down It's going to lead to more pressure. More pressure, more turnovers, more turnovers. And Justin, let's talk. we're talking about third down. The Giants are the ninth best defense in the NFL in 2020. So, like, this is no complaint of the defense. They exceed our expectations. They had the ninth worst third down conversions. They were they were the ninth worst team in the league at stopping teams on third down. That's going to change with the Dory Jackson. That is, for all the reasons I mentioned before, that we're going to put these guys in man coverage and we are going to test you. And going back to 2019 with Betcher, one of the things that's frustrating with him is like, hey, you need to blitz a little more because you don't have the guys to not blitz. Like they would just tear us up. Teams, I mean, I remember I broke it down against the Jets and Sam Darnold on third down versus the blitz was like one, like was 0 for 5 with one scramble for a conversion. And then on plays where we didn't blitz on third down, he was like 6 for 7 with over 100 yards. It's like it was the easiest thing to pick apart. With Graham, at least he does disguise it a little better. But now it's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna blitz. We're gonna force you to make a decision and make a decision quick, which leads to turnovers. And you know we've seen Daniel Jones be one of the most blitz QBs in the NFL. It's going to let Patrick Graham do more. And guess what he's still gonna do? Disguise looks, try and confuse you. But there's also gonna be reps, and he'll disguise these too. It's like we're sending five six at you, and we're putting our dudes in man coverage, and we're gonna let our our players be better than your players. And I guess going back to a point that I had at the beginning of the show of, you know, I, I guess, you know, in a way you would rather have the addition of a cornerback and a really good cornerback versus maybe um, a premier edge rusher. And I and the, one of the reasons also, and Bobby, I think, talks about it perfectly, it does, signing another corner, getting another cornerback on the team, it does open up more for your team because ultimately, Bobby, we are in a passing league, right? You know, uh, we are in a passing league and investing in your secondary it will inevitably make an average to to a below average pass rush. It will make them look adequate. I mean, if anything, that's what happened last year. I mean, you you look at the breakdown of what Leonard Williams did, pressure wise, QB hit wise, sack wise versus everyone else. It's pitiful. It's absolutely pitiful. The defensive but, tackle group had twenty one of the forty one sacks in twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, so that that's not that's not normal. You know, obviously you, you were hoping to have a little bit more sustainability at the edge rusher position where we're not having nine different players where Marcus Golden's not traded. Uh, O'Shane Zimenez, Lorenzo Carter, don't go down with injury. Kyler Fackrell went down with injury even for a few weeks too, even though he was the most consistent presence. So that's why we're hoping some of those numbers even out next year. But investing in your secondary and playing coverage for more than two and a half seconds, right? Typically, quarterbacks are releasing the ball in 2.5 to 2.6 seconds. Um, the, the fastest sack the Giants had this year was from Austin Johnson, and I think it was, I think it was two point seven seconds. I think that was the fastest sack that the Giants had this versus year. Versus the Rams, versus the Rams, and that was a play where Austin Johnson just was unblocked, and he just swallowed Jared Goff. He was uh, he was unblocked. It take it took an unblocked interior defensive lineman to get to the quarterback in two point seven seconds, and that was the fastest sack this year. So we talk all the time about coverage sacks, coverage sacks, coverage sacks. Coverage sacks is how you win in the NFL. And it's because you have good coverage in the back end, and then you need somebody to get home on the uh, towards on the front end. Yep. And and again, with something like you just said, the NFL is coverage sacks. That's what gets coverage sacks. That's why the Giants were a, a team that had a good amount of sacks as a team is because of coverage. And so I was talking about third down. What were the Giants – what did you like when you look at the Giants? What do you like defense think? Man, Ben don't break. Like that felt like a good theme with them. Like they'll well, yeah, because the fact and this is part of the playing man coverage, Bobby. 
you know, when you're playing man coverage, you're attaching to your man. You are running next to your man. So the separation, the separation is going to be in theory not as much versus as you're playing zone coverage. Because what the Giants were doing when they're playing in zone coverage is they're playing back and they're keeping everything in front of them. And then they're coming up and they're making the tackle. You're trying to limit the yards after the catch by coming up and making the tackle. You know, so the where the Giants were their weakest in 2020 was, yes, on third down, but also they allowed drives. They allowed, like, you know, five, six, seven play drives. They allowed teams to get to the 50-yard line pretty consistently, but it was they clamped down right before teams would get in the field goal range or even teams that did get in the field goal range. They would clamp down before teams had a chance to think, hey, we can score seven points. That's where they were weakest last year in terms of allowing teams to get to midfield and allowing teams to kind of drive, 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 drive. So hopefully playing more man coverage, it's going to limit the yards after catch. It's going to limit just the completion percentage overall and the ability to sustain drives for an opposing offense. And to your point, like you said, teams were able to get drives going. They had the fourth worst time of possession in the NFL. You know, yeah. their their average time of drive was the fourth worst. Um, and so with that, but they were really good in the red zone. But, you know, right. can you expect a team to be that good in the red zone two years in a row? You know, like to repeat it's that tough. red zone success. So this is where the Giants are like, hey, we can't. We can't guarantee that we're going to kick, you know, force these guys the field goals or when they go for it on fourth and one, we're going to get the stops that we got in 2020. So we got to just be better than them. We got to be better than them. We can't just out scheme them and out think them. We got to have some players that are just better. And at the end of the day, you know, the old saying, it's it's about Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. Although in the NFL, it is a lot about X's and O's. Well, I saw that, saw that with uh, Patrick Graham. Bobby, this is a common thread of this offseason. We got a lot of comments on the Kenny Galladay video talking about injuries, injuries, injuries. And we didn't talk about it because we were in a celebratory mode. Because why would we be like, why would we be those guys celebrating a very good signing, getting the best wide receiver that, that was available on the free agent market? And why would we bring up the injuries? Like, let, let's let's not do that. Let's talk about it on the PPP, right? But I guess let's talk about it here. Because really, now we're getting a little bit of a common thread of the moves that the Giants have made this offseason of they are kind of bringing in guys, upside guys, but they have a little bit of injury history. So typically Dave Gettleman and Dave Gettleman's moves and Dave Gettleman's off-seasons were I would rather overpay and I would rather invest in players that are going to be available 16 games versus invest in players that have a little bit of an injury history and that I'm going to be taking a flyer on. I would rather overpay for Nate Solder and I'd rather overpay for Golden Tate because they're going to be here for 16 games versus a guy that may be injured. Now that's different this offseason. John Ross, which John Ross has no monetary investment, but still John Ross has a little bit of injury history. I know history. John Ross but, got me. I know but I but he but we know that he got us. And then obviously Kenny Galladay. Can I get a John Ross? Can I get a John Ross? And obviously Kenny Galladay and a Dory Jackson. I think the Galladay injuries are overrated though. Like he missed one game in in 18 and 19. And then this pastor had the hip injury, and we kind of know that he like he wasn't in a rush to come back, and I don't think anyone really blames him for that. But I, I do think that was something Judge wanted to mention. Like I don't like his rookie years; like he had just broken to the leagues. So I don't view that as like oh he's injury issue. Like he missed before this season, he missed one game, one game, and then like it seemed like every week it was like a decision on him after that this past season. So, but Adoree, it it, it it is more real. Like eighteen games of the past two years, you know. Um, 13 this previous season. I was surprised he... I would, okay, injuries and contract can be to, uh, brought into one. Uh, I was surprised 
that they um that they they get that he got that contract. Actually, you know what, Justin, since we're talking about money, why don't you read the ad? Speaking of money, speaking of money, Bobby Skinner, the tournament, that's March Madness, it's in full swing, and the action has not disappointed. So, it says here, please discuss any upsets or exciting storylines. My heart was broken with Rutgers. I'll just say it. Now, fun fact. The Rutgers screwed it up big time. Like, that was going to be the most fun bracket, and the Rutgers screwed it up. They really did. They really did. Rutgers, Syracuse. Oh, come on. That would have been like a big East. It would have been awesome. So if I could actually bet in the state of New Jersey on Rutgers, that's a fun fact. You cannot bet on the school that is in your state. So I can't bet on Rutgers. But if I could, I would have put my life savings that they would have covered the eight and a half point spread against Houston. And they did. They 100% did. I mean, they were winning double digits. They should have won the game. I, I mean, I, I knew they were going to cover the spread because um, I'm really smart at college basketball because I, I filled out so many brackets and I know exactly what's going on. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pull, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. You see, I had to bring the phone closer to my face. I don't have my glasses on. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Nice, simple, easy numbers. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. That is it. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook has 101 odds on select fighters for this weekend's of UFC 260. Fighting! DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Top, to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code John Boy and sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code John Boy to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. That was really good, right? That was great. Um, wow. I found my, my thing in the Giants article. But it, it's not anything to be celebrated about. You you had a tweet that was in. It's the nothing to be celebrated because here I'm. Is it one of those BS social media reaction yes. thing? Oh, that doesn't count. Here, I'm gonna chip in the chat. The average the, the average content creator would celebrate like ooh. Yeah, I, I, I thought. And by the way, the giant social media, like I've re- tried. Anyways, never mind. Never mind. Um. The Giants will just never recognize good things that are happening around their team. Like you would think that they would recognize who like LPG's existence by now, but they don't. No, they're just like, man, eh, what the uh, man? We'll do our own thing. All right, we're the Giants. Um, which, if I wasn't doing this, I wouldn't care. But now that I am doing this, I do care. So you know what? Screw you, you dumb media scumbag, Bobby. All right, three years, thirty-nine million dollars, thirteen and a half mil signing bonus. The first year, Justin is sixteen mil. Good amount. Which, you know, we thought they are going to backload this stuff. This one's front-loaded. Maybe they're banking on... I mean, they're not banking... I don't, I don't want to think that they're banking on anything. But if injuries creep up in future years, they want an out. I don't blame them, but I'm, I'm surprised they were, they're, they've got it figured out to where they can do it that way. Yeah. You know, like, because... we, didn't, we didn't think... Like, if, <laughs> if you have a choice, yeah, you would rather front-load. Like, you'd always... You would always rather front load than back load, but we didn't think they had the choice. So it was going to be interesting to see how they 
figure that out. We'll talk about it. I, I, th- I think they'll probably have to cut Yedem, who says 2.2, and it would make sense. Um, you know what? Can we talk about that? Why not keep everyone? To be able to afford everyone. Yeah. I would like well, to keep Yedem over not keeping him, but we may not be able to be able to afford him. How many years does Yadam have left? One. I mean, what does it matter if if you feel like you can fit? If they can the draft, fit, but they might not be able to fit. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'd rather keep. I want to. I want to cut Yudim for no reason, just because, like, oh, he's not going to start anymore. But if, like, if we're looking at guys, if they need the clear space, he would be like number one on my list because now we kind of have your role filled. Um, and then you can. I mean, here's the thing. Julian There's so Love many the things. There's so many things I feel like they can do before what uh, cutting Yadam would be like a million dollars. Two point two. Two two million dollars. I mean, you can trade Ingram for six. You can restructure Riley Dixon, who should not be one of the top five paid punters in the National Football League. Um, they just restructured Nate Solder. So when does that become official, and when does that reflect? Um, what's happening in the cap, which the Nate Solder restructure is very, very friendly for this year, which is, I mean, it it makes me like him a lot more. Um, (laughs) I will be honest. Nate Solder's going to be here, by the way. He has the guaranteed contract of $3 million. There's no, if there was, if there was ever me thinking that he may be cut post June 1st or for any reason, he's not, he's here. Cause that, cause this contract's guaranteed anyway, unless he, unless the giants really feel he can't play, which I guess is still a possibility. Um, what else can they do? Nothing, right? They could extend Jabril Peppers. Yeah, they could which extend honestly, Peppers. Which, honestly, does he not deserve it after his recruiting efforts the, the last week? <laughs> yeah. He just deserves it in general. Yeah. Um, it's a good reward, yeah, this, though. This is... Well, let's let's be Debbie Downers. This is, you know, big con- There's always a risk with big contracts, you know? Like, you know, there's, all, you're, you, you, there's always a chance of us in a year or two... Being like, how did we freaking pay this injury-prone player in Adoria Jackson? Or, you know, it's like, all, like, like there's always a risk with with these guys, Just Like, and I think we all understand that, but it's also like, we should be excited, though. It's like, you know what? What would we rather do? Not take any risks and not have a chance of being good or take some risks and have a chance of being good? And I think that's where the Giants uh, land right now. I wish I could whisper this, but everybody hates no, when I, I whisper. I don't really like it either, to be honest. So I'm just gonna say, hey Bobby, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the hand motion like I am whispering, but I'm not gonna whisper it. Hey Bobby, remember when everybody freaked out, including myself? No, I didn't freak out. I remember when everybody freaked out about Dave Gettleman saying he doesn't he's not a Windows Theory guy and he doesn't believe in like winning within the the running back the the star running back that we have within his rookie deal and then the and then the and then the quarterback that we have within his rookie deal. I think he was lying. That's why I, and this is where. You know, I'll get called a homer. It's like, I just will never overreact to what Dave Gellman says. What he does, let's talk about it. The Devontae Booker contract, the Austin Johnson getting a 200% raise, let's talk about those deals. But, like, the whole, like, you know, ah, oh, Windows 97, I'm not a window, I don't believe. Like, that was basically him just, one, brushing it off, and then, two, being like, hey, guess what? If when we do, If we do sign Daniel Jones, I'm not going to say that it's our time to win is over. You know what I mean? Because then it's like, oh, like, oh, so you only think he can win under his rookie contract? And then the like the whole restructuring thing. It's like, well, what he was saying is right. You don't want to restructure like crazy. You don't want to backload like crazy. But you do it. But you do it. But in an ideal world, 
you don't want to. You know, you would rather in a year like last year, you'd like to rather front load some contracts. Like, so that's why I just I will never overreact to what he says to the media. Like, what we didn't trade Odell or didn't sign Odell to trade him. Like, I just I will never get upset. You know, we're not moving on from Kevin's. Like, we don't have plans to move on from Zeiler. Well, they cut him the freaking next day. Like, I just, I'm never going to be bothered by what he says. And I think some people hate that he's arrogant, too. Which I don't mind that. Bobby, the Giants have shelled out, and this is from, you know, Zach Rosenblatt did the math. Thank you, Zach, because I hate math. Giants have shelled out $174 million in contracts to Leonard Williams, Kenny Galladay, and to Dory Jackson. They're going for it. I, and I don't blame them. They Wait, have to. 70, you said $170? $174 million contracts. I guess that makes like, sense. Like the, the, three, the three of them added together. That makes sense. Um, And you got Brad for Blake it. on the team, um, Logan Ron- So, yeah, it's, the defense is ready to roll. This defense is yep. ready to roll. How ready to roll is this offense? Uh, You know, we talked about the draft a little bit on the, on the Galladay episode. I think everybody's leaning O-line at 11 right now. Hell, I don't think people would be mad if we went O-line round one, round two. Like, I don't do mock no. drafts a lot, but every once in a while I'll just, like, like you know, official ones that I put out as content or, like, tweet out. But, like, today I did one, and I was like, you know what? Rayshon Slater at 11. Landa Dickerson at, at 42. Like, yep, you know, so, or, or 43, whatever we have. Um, So, I think, it, you know, Give Daniel Jones. Hey, we talked about it. This year two, I feel like they screwed Daniel Jones. Year one, we saw a lot out of him. We saw a lot to love, and there was obviously the things he needed to work on. Year two, it just felt like a total mess. But then it started to get better towards the end of the season. Year three, man, they're giving him the stuff to do. Um, you know, to work with. Granted, you know, me and you aren't big fans of, of, of Jason Garrett, but we do think he can operate. He's, like, his offense will be better with better players. Like, you know, to keep long story short. It's time to go. Which, it's, it, that, I'll, I'll tell you what, versus... The goal is the NFC East right now. And that's not because the NFC oh, is yeah. fast. But, like, last year, you know, we always want to win and, and win. But last year, the, the, the goal wasn't like, you know, oh, they need to win the NFC East. Like, you know, for most rational people. This year, the goal is, you guys, the, 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 the expectation is to win the NFC East. Oh, and yeah. not at, you know, 7 and 9. I mean, especially when you do look at the competition, though. I mean, there is a chance that, sure, Dallas can be good, but Dallas does not feel good about their roster right now. They they don't. No, I mean, they have I the mean, weapons on offense, but their defense is, like, they were 1 in, you know, 1 in, th- uh, one in 3 before Dak got hurt, you know? Yeah. It's a shame they fired Mike Nolan. Would have loved for him to stay. Yeah. Um, but Dallas feel, doesn't feel good about their offensive line right now. They, you know, they have a lot of offensive line, you know, Tyrone Smith, it feel like it almost rests on like the health of Tyrone Smith. And is he there or what are they going to do with their draft pick? Are they, are they going to take Sewell? Pop Bobby? They may, they may sweep up and take Slater. I don't think Slater's going to be on the board, which then, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about this as, as we get to draft month, but Sewell may go top five, right? And then Slater's, they need a tackle. I think they need a tackle more than they need a corner. Um, and they know the Giants are gonna are gonna take Slater, so it's not like they they can let him sit on the board. So, and then you look at Washington. Washington has Ryan Fitzpatrick. What's what's something that I wanted to say? Can we stop? I Ryan to Fitz, say, Fitzpatrick's so fun, but can we stop pretending like Fitzpatrick is like 
some huge like addition to Washington. Well, I, I brought him up because I don't think adding Ryan Fitzpatrick should be any excuse for the Giants to not win the NFC. I know, but I'm just That's saying why in, I brought like, him up. when people bring that up to me, it's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's like, do you, people not remember who Ryan Fitzpatrick is? Like, people only remember the good times. But think of where we were like seven days ago, Monday night, 9.06 p.m. Think of exactly where we were and how we were feeling about this football team seven days ago. And we were like, oh, I don't know. I was you know, anxious, not like Debbie Downer, but I was just very overall anxious about what can we do? You know, what actually can the Giants do? What will they do? What do they want to do? How do they see this team? Bobby, they clearly see this team as, as a team that can do something and should do something. And I love that. Like I, I can feel the belief the players believe in the Giants, which that's uh, that's a feeling that I have not experienced as a fan that has been like really, really following the team like I am right now. These players believe in the team. I, I don't think you know the Giants can ask Logan Ryan to fly up from Florida and come recruit guys, but I don't think that happens unless he really wants to. I don't think Jabril Peppers is taking guys out to dinner. I don't think Darnay Holmes is is you know going on Twitter and recruiting players if, if they don't really want to. So it's fun to see that these players believe in what we're doing, and it's manifesting with how people want to come here as well. What do you think it's like when you're Isaac Yadam and everyone in your like your position group is like like begging for them to upgrade? Isaac Yadam, if he's released, he may have a market. Not like a tremendous one. He'll land on a team. That doesn't mean he has a market. But I'm saying, how does he feel, though? When he's like, man, they they, they think I suck. Um, That's got to be so weird. It's so hard for me to grasp that. It's like you are a top high school player, top recruit. You go to college, one of the top players. You get drafted in the third round. Like You are an awesome football player. Then you go to the NFL and you suck. That's got to be so weird. Tough. Um, so tough for Isaac. Get better at football, Isaac. You know we love you. Yeah, we do love you. Um, Trey Turner's still out there. He's a free agent. I, 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 if, if, I mean, if, if the contract is low, Trey Turner could be a guy to maybe, maybe test the waters out on. Shortstop for the Nationals. Nope, guard for the Panthers and then the Chargers. Dave Gettleman, draft guy. I think we're done. How, how? I mean, I don't know. First of all, again, I I pleaded. Mean, we're not totally done, but like I get what you're saying. I pleaded the fifth when it came to the cap space and how the cap works before free agency, and I'm just gonna be like, oh, I'm just gonna be woefully ignorant on it because I don't understand it. Um, don't understand how you know Kevin Abrams' cap god is currently uh is currently managing all this. Um, but I I think. Big in terms of big moves were were done, or even just moderately, moderately big moves like bringing in like a Kyle Rudolph. I don't think that's happening. I think we're done. But I'm I'm not saying to do that for Trey Turner. I'm saying Trey Turner may not have a big market, and you could get him for two mil. Ah, so yeah, I'm not saying go out and spend like five six mil on Trey Turner, but if it gets down that low, you know, and some good guards have been signed, um, we miss you, Kevin Zeitler. Uh, then then I could see it happening. So. Justin, not much better than being a Giants fan right now. I know we're being a little dramatic, but it's fun. Is there anything better than the fresh mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day? How about freshly groomed balls? Our sponsors at Mm. Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. It's a whole new balls game. 
folks. And Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GIANTS at Manscaped.com. Here, I have a question for you, Justin. Yes. Are we a baseball podcast? No. Then why the hell do we have a baseball read? We shouldn't... Give us a football read, Manscaped, or, or whoever handles this. We're, we're a... Our listeners don't care about baseball. I don't care about baseball. Like, okay, Manscaped has the 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 lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Like, I use it all the time. I use it all the time. It's a great product. But it's like, you know, I don't want people to tune out of this ad read because they hate baseball. We are a football co- podcast. They want to hear f- about football. Let's hear some football jokes, Manscaped, because you have all these great products, and you got me reading about baseball. Um, Baseball? Yeah. I mean, they got the ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology. Your snacks will be reduced with a closed shave. The lawnmower 3.0 is simply the best hygiene jewel for the mo- hygiene tool. Hygiene tool. It's a jewel mm. too for the modern man. And it's true. Like I, this is it's an awesome product. The crop preserver. It's anti-chafing. Like that's big time. Especially it's going to start getting a little hotter now. You're going to need that. Um, the spray-on toner. I haven't used that a ton, but when I do use it, I'm always very happy with it. They give you a travel bag. Like, they give you everything. And the main thing is the lawnmower 3.0, Justin. Like, that thing's a beast. Like, when they say lawnmower, it, it works like a lawnmower, and it, and it works good. No snags. I'll say, well, I, I use mean, you, it recklessly. You said, use it recklessly, Jeesh. Um, you used it recklessly. I've You want to know how many times I've used it? I used it once, because first time I used it, it was so good. I haven't needed it since. Maybe you should do it again. Um <laughs> maybe i should get that checked out yeah. um so ha- you get that checked out and manscaped give us a football uh read because we we like football we're not baseball people you know how many people in our like in this in no- that listen to us probably hate baseball like listen i'm not saying i'm, I'm not knocking baseball but there's a lot of people who hate baseball and i don't want to hit them to hate the great products that manscaped uh uh provides so Houston is a city of losers. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code Giants at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code Giants. Make sure you use the damn code. Baseball's back. Don't let your pubes get out of whack. And I always get, you know, our our audience is 99% male. But I always do get uncomfortable saying pubes for the 1% female. Stop. Stop. Promo code Giants. All right. <laughs> Now, uh, we forgot to do giant story. So, if you're someone who listens to our podcast for like, I want to hear the hard-hitting analysis. This is giant stories where we talk about, we literally look at their Instagram stories, um, write down what they have, and, and doing, and we talk about it. We talk about them. We get It's a good way to learn about these guys' personalities, and we forgot to do it last week, so we're catching up on it. Um, plus, we have an interview with Nick Filato on Friday's pod. Man, breaking that news. How about that? Talking about the draft. First, first real draft talk on the pod. All right, Justin, cue the music. Dion Lewis was on a bike ride with his daughter. Is he going to be on the roster? We don't know. BJ Hill got a blizzard from Dairy Queen. I've never gotten a blizzard from Dairy Queen. Leonard Williams was riding go-karts and went to Universal Studios. Adrian Colbert was beach fishing. Chad Slade was in the Bahamas. Uh with a casino and oh and he saw dr j there cam fleming was eating sushi with nick gates trent harris was skiing austin johnson was at an aquarium with gators and sharks and demons and goblins um 
Xavier McKinney was at the gun range. And guess who else went to the gun range? Cam Brown. Colin Gillespie, our new fullback, was at a Parker McComb concert. Darius Slayton was at the drag strip. Cajun Smith was at a Chase Rice Group. Drag strip is in racing, Justin. Alfred Morris was at was playing four square. And Julian Love was in Hawaii. Justin. What picks your interest? Did you think I meant drag strip as in like drag you gave me the weirdest look when i said that so yes well well here's the thing i gave you a oh wait no Derry. i i we we have talked about numerous times how darius slayton is a speed demon and how he would be the most likely one to be arrested yeah, because listeners he be don't tweet that at darius slayton how about that because i had I, I i listen this is this is on us but you know someone asked us like the who would be the quick the first player to get arrested and we we said slayton just for speeding and did people tagged him in it, right? Yeah, people like he but he like posted a picture of cars and I'm like, look, Bobby Skinner, he this guy would be the first to get arrested for speeding. I was like, don't tag him. In that. Are you kidding? Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, what I thought was cool was uh, Xavier McKinney. The video is so funny. I think I might even have my phone. He was at the gun range, so he's you know shoot, shoot, shoot a semi-automatic. And then he just started like, and they had to like stop him, like, dude, chill, chill out, like you're, this isn't like a, you know, like a war zone or whatever. Um, who went to Dairy Queen? BJ Hill. I've never been to Dairy Queen, and there was there used to be one in my town. I've I've never been to Dairy Queen in my life. Oh, the blizzards, cookie dough. Oh, Leonard Williams. Anything ice cream. Leonard Williams went from a Cali guy to a Florida guy. He's gonna be in Nebraska next offseason. He's gotta meet. A, he's gotta go in the middle. <laughs> like last season, it was all. Maybe this is. Maybe I don't know. But this year, he's been in Florida like all offseason. Um, I think him and Dave Tollefson would have a great time together. I think anybody and Dave Tollefson would have a great time together. <laughs> um, shout out Dave, talking Giants, Ring of Honor. Who was fishing? Adrian Colbert. Who he's technically a free agent. You're yeah, free- and you you included Cam Fleming on this too, and I was like, ooh. But he's he, when the, until these guys sign with another team, I keep him on. Like I kept. Well, speaking of which, you know what this means, though, right, Justin? Does this mean that we have to unfollow Cam Fleming? No, we have to unfollow Dalvin Tomlinson. Oh, okay. This is going to be tough. Let's see. Uh, he has a story up right now, which he's reposting uh, the Giants things, thanking him. What 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 song should I hum? I will re- right. Dalvin you, Tomlinson. You Did we lose any other players? We unfollowed Kevin Zeiler. Should we just unfollow Evan Ingram right now? <laughs> no. No. Um Cam Fleming and Nick Gates were hanging out together? Yeah. I didn't I didn't see that combo. Yeah, they're having dinner. I know I know. Nick Gates and Will Hernandez were working out together last summer. Yeah. We just don't... I don't put workouts or video games on here. No, no, no. But no, no. But I'm just thinking of, like, friends. Like, I, I don't picture them being friends. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. One place, one place center, one place right tackle. I'm sure they never spoke to each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> Four squares in an elite game. Alfred Morris was playing that. That is an... Four square is an awesome game to play. You're still hoping he makes his way back into this team. Someone's got to be the third running back. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's basically it. Trent Harris was skiing. I found out somebody else is skiing, and I can't tell you why. That was really douchey of me. Um, you can't do that. 
I know. Um, Joe Judge is a skier. Okay, I, I felt bad because I did the, oh, I, th- I I found something out. Joe Judge likes to ski. Um, so how about okay. that? How about, how about that? that? Not on an Instagram story. No, not on, it wasn't on, I wish Joe Judge had an Instagram. It, it would be probably pretty boring and we would never talk about him. But, um, Justin, I think that's it. You think that's it? Uh, Dory Jackson, fun, a lot of upside. Hope he's healthy. Um, fa- oh, here's another fun fact. Logan Ryan and um, um, what's his name? Dory Jackson. Just said his name. Forgot it. They have Verniers. Vernier. In t- veneer. I, I keep on saying Verniers. It's Veneer. Veneer. Because I commented on their pearly whites. I was like, NFL players, some NFL players have really nice teeth. And they're really white and they're really nice. And I said, now I'm self-conscious about my oral health. And then somebody was like, you know, that's not their real teeth. And I was like, no, because I'm woefully ignorant on a lot of things in life. I didn't know that either, to be honest. Um, All right. I don't feel too bad because you're a smart person. Not really. All right. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back Friday with Nick Filato. We're going to be talking about mid-round prospects. We did that episode last year. Last year, we got to find out about Matt Parrott. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who we talk about this week, this year. So fun fact. No, this is false. I was about to say I was about to say a false statement. I was going to be like, this is the first episode of Talking Giants that I will be missing since I joined the program. That's false. The Nick Filato episode last year, so I get one episode off a year. Well, we got to is... do the intro and stuff. Like they might sign like somebody for a quarter million dollars. And we got to talk about that, so you'll be on it. Oh, damn! I thought I was going to give myself an episode, one episode off every year. Nope. I used to be like I refused to miss, and then my dog died. And then my grandpa died. So I, I was forced to miss two episodes. But I was Tough. like a big, like, I will never miss an episode of Talking Giants. Tough. But what's nice is now that we have Danny. Like, we could sub Danny in. And it's like, I, like I would never want the listeners to miss an episode of Talking Giants. So No, never. Um, all right, appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Friday. Until then, let's go Big Blue.